Talk more like a man. I'm talking like a man. Okay, good. Talk like a man. What's what that song even about? It always reminds me know. of Brendan Fraser now, and I can't remember which movie. Oh. Is that Encino Man? I don't know. I it's only think of like, Miss Doubtfire. I said it. Oh, maybe there's no really? Brendan Fraser connection. I just think of him when I hear Maybe there's song. no Mrs. Doubtfire. Blast from the Past? Maybe Do you Blast remember from the that Past? Movie? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, most I mean, Brendan Fraser movies are him in the 1950s being super manly. That poor guy, he used to be so attractive. <gasps> Did you read his New Yorker profile? No, is it upsetting? He's so sad now. Yeah, oh, he's, oh. sad things happen to him and he's sad. Really? Yeah, he's making a comeback, but by being like soulful and sad. God. What kind of soulful? Like, uh, just like, a, the, like the chicken kind? soup no, kind. No, no, oh. like a broken man. <laughs> Like it turned, he he just got kind of shit on by his family when he went into obscurity, and, and now he's sad. What a it seems bummer! Like, it seems like legit, like monkey bone will do that to you, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> Should have watched out for that monkey bone. He got monkey boned. <laughs> hey, we're here all day making jokes. Yeah. Oh, well, follow me at least and see preachers, right? <laughs> follow her jokes all day. Mm-hmm. I don't. Not about monkey bone. No. I was disappointed when I followed you. There was a lot less monkey bone content. <laughs> there might not be any monkey bone, but I might be bringing it back after this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag bring back monkey bone. One of my favorite Twitter accounts right now, hashtag. all it does is do academic studies based on Gremlins 2. Uh, oh my god. It's really good. It just breaks down Gremlins 2 like 80 different ways about how it predicted society and like has prescient things to say about America. What's that person's deal? I, I don't know, but that's what Twitter's supposed Where to be for. Where do you think they're going to shoot first? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's probably writing Gremlins 3. It's probably not Is that happening? Us. Kevin Smith, watch out. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel is like there not already a third one? I bet. No, it's no? not the two, which is rare. Isn't yeah. there a new Chucky coming out and people are pissed about it? Why would people be pissed about that? it's not good. Well, I mean, None of them are good. Yeah, like two or three. I think I want to say three and four were not good. People forget that there was a pre-Jennifer Tilly child's play. I Jennifer wow, Tilly. Um, Twitter account over here. Yeah, you know, maybe I Remember Jennifer Tilly. Oh. How child's play three and four were my twin towers. <laughs> Academically. I almost said problem child. Um, do you remember that movie? Oh, yes. John Ritter in it and mm. that redhead who looked like Chucky. Yes. Mm. Redheaded children. Child. That's what's up with Ginger. What'd you say? I said redheaded I children. Sorry. That's what's wrong with Gingers. It's the fucking liberal media. Are we the liberal media? We are now. Okay. Someone's got to do it. It's true. I, I was going to write down something and like be like, make sure you say the name of the podcast. And well, that's what we got at the yeah, end. Yeah, true. So we and we have that. to give credit. Aria Leggett. And Grace. Grace's last name is so hard to say. Svoboda? Svoboda. Yeah. She doesn't even really know how to say it properly. She's told me that before. So It's Polish. Oh. Well. I don't know if that helps. It doesn't. I don't know how to pronounce. Yeah. 
Polish things. And Czech is those are tough. A lot of it's a lot of trouble. And yeah. a lot of like syllables. A lot of trouble. No, a lot of consonants doing things they're not supposed to. It's yeah. Naughty. Like there's Milchek, which is M L C C E K E K. Yeah. But it's Milchek. Yeah. Fuck you. Every time a C has a little like goatee, it turns into a ch sound in Czech. The C goatee. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess in America, we don't want to print big signs with the... With goatees goatee. on letters, yeah. Goatier. No. Oh, my God. Yes. No one remembers that band. I... It's just somebody I used to know. <laughs> Zing! Yeah. I think I most people to... are like, nope. Yeah, people are like, stop listening. I just monkey-boned this entire podcast. <laughs> So, what, welcome to Weird Brunch. Is that what we're supposed yeah, to say? What, right? What's in our intro? I, should well, we our intro. So people yeah, are just talking? I think so. I think you go first. Why me? Because you're the one who brought it up. I'd rather argue about who should go first. Okay. Well, I'm Lisa Friedrich. She fucking, <laughs> fucking ruined it. Jumped in. We had a whole thing She thinks going. she's so cool. She's yeah. real cute, though. She's already given out a Twitter I'm handle Lisa twice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She is so much better at marketing. I'm Karina Magyar. And I'm Whitney Lamond. So there, now you know who's talking. Yeah. Can you tell the difference between our voices? The other thing Maybe. we're supposed to do to make good podcast is uh, tr- do transcriptions, but I, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. It's just we talk too much. Oh, yeah. Like, it's hard. transcribe the entire podcast? Who does that? It's what good for SEO. You know? oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I that. guess people, yeah. <laughs> can type in, I do know it in brainy quotes. Mm-hmm. Look them up later. I literally just gave Lisa indigestion by bringing up her job. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Okay. So you don't want to talk about SEO right now? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right. You know, SEO podcasts are really good for SEO. Yeah. Oh my God. Have you ever listened to one? No. Oh, SEO. It is rough, man. It is so fucking rough. I was listening to one trying to like learn more about my job, and I got I fell asleep at work. It was so bad. It's just, but never mind. This is not what this podcast is about. <laughs> I want to make my own podcast where I'm just analyzing SEO podcasts. Jesus Christ, that would probably do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, uh, with SEO people, anyway. Yeah, a lot of incels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Involuntary. Voluntarily celibate. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. I'll bring that couple of paragraphs sometime. Yeah, we don't want to. Is there a the Wikipedia? Oh, Wikipedia sure. about That's, that? There's several Reddits about it. Uh-huh. Full of them. I'll read anything on Reddit. Check out Reddit they're like, Red Pill. They're like men's, Red Pill. Yeah. Okay. They're like men's rights activists who think they have no rights. Well, not- they don't get laid. Uh, okay, so they're like all. It's like neckbeards. Yes. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Just a. Yeah. I feel like incel is a nicer word for that. I think they do too. Yeah. They prefer it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. The ones who look like somewhat just normal, it's just like a self esteem thing. We should not get into incels. No, that's a whole deep dive. Yeah, that's a whole like four hour podcast. Exactly. And we'll need like to call Kath Barbadoro. Oh, yeah. And we'll also, I would definitely try to get mystery on the. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mystery. Do you have Mystery's horn that you can I feel like it's not hard to get, honestly, at this point. It's 
no longer 2006. Incels are not playing hard to get. No, they've already read all the books and they've done all the pickup artist things. They're still incels, so let's talk about that, you know? Let's figure that fucking out. <laughs> Pieces of shit. I, I get so riled up. I God can damn. tell. I, it's very apparent. <laughs> but you do you, you know? Well, I'm into we, it. Should we tell stories here at brunch? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'll start. Since since we're talking about celibacy, I'll start with my first story. What a great segue. You're welcome. Hello. <laughs> All right, hold on. i got to follow Lisa on Twitter. At Lisa. At Lisa right. C. Friedrich, just so she can relax a little bit. Okay, so this first story is not like our traditional story. I'm breaking the mold already, um, but it is a story, and it's the story of how babies are made. So don't worry. I'm not going to bring up the body parts. The external ones, we're, we all know about fucking. That's yeah. fine. That's fate Hopefully. But here, I want you guys to like share with me what you think happens once the sperm is in there. Like, tell, narrate to me how a baby it is made from It gets inside you, and it's like it's the race, and there's a whole bunch of little sperms, mm-hmm. and they are swimming up your canals, and then it... One of them gets to the egg first and mm-hmm. burrows into the egg, so, and then it hatches inside you, and that's how a baby's The sperm hatches inside the no. egg, <laughs> No, but just the sperm gets to the egg, and right. thus begins the And then the Jesus process. makes a wish. Yes. <laughs> and then a baby shows up in yeah. his tummy. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that Texas detail. I forgot about the Jesus. Well, Jesus has to make a wish whenever that sperm drills into the egg. <laughs> Otherwise, it won't be a real baby. Um, yeah, okay, so exactly. That is what we all learned in school, in movies, and pop culture, that some spermies shoot out, and then they just, like, take off like a bat out of hell, and it's survival of the fittest, and whichever the strongest, best one is, it's going to hit your egg, and that's going to be the best baby possible, because good job, dude. And dudes, some dudes don't have good swimmers, right? Right. It's Darwin. It's Darwin. And it's all a fight to, like, chase down and shove itself inside an egg, right? Yes. Oh, God, I hate so, that description. Well, that's <laughs> That's, like, literally the Nature's book story. Constant <laughs> penetration. Yeah, everything's penetrating everything, and we're like, oh, I guess that's just how it is being a woman. Guess what? Mm. That's not at all what happens. I'm so excited I found this out this week. Okay. Here's what really happens. The spermies just sort of, like, float around mm-hmm. and bump into walls and swim side to side and just sort of, like, meander about inside the womb. And the egg floats down and it grabs one in a tractor beam and yanks it forcefully to its, like, side what? surface, rips it open, sucks out the DNA, and then decides, what? based on the compatibility of the DNA, whether or not to, like, fertilize. Accept? Yeah. The eggs are, like, hunting down the sperm, and they're alerted by, like, the chemicals in the jizz, like, that there's sperm around to be hunted. And it's more like the predator. Everything and that you just said was very scientific, and then you just dropped jizz in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just forgot what the term is. Yeah. For cum. Like, the non-sperm yeah. parts of the... Semen. Semen? Yeah, sure. that's what it's called. Semen's, like, the glob that the sperm glob. lives in. Yes. <laughs> glob is terrible. Sorry. It's accurate, though. So this is huge. This is, like, actually a huge thing that's been known for decades. That the whole, like, metaphor for how sperm work has been wrong. 
and there was no scientific evidence for it. It was basically someone's guess before microscopes were good enough to really see what was happening. But I dude, feel like I've some seen... It was, exactly. But you've it seen, was, like, the microscopic version of it, like, where it's, like, the little wiggly guy yeah. outside of the... Right. but it's not swimming towards the egg. It's getting right. sucked in by the egg with, like, little chemicals ah. they reach out to tractor beam. Like aliens. Yeah, exactly. And that's why when you give a woman fertilization drugs they're more likely to have twins. Think about it. Oh, because they're sucking all that juice. Sucking all that juice? <laughs> <laughs> Why, if you give the woman fertilization drugs, would, like, more sperms get better at sperming around? Yeah. They don't. The egg just gets more like, gimme, gimme, gimme. And so the thing is that this is still not understood by most reproductive doctors and centers. Like, if you go in and you're trying to have a baby, they still test your sperm motility. And they've studied sperm, and sperm have evolved not to swim fast. In fact, they're fucking terrible at it. They're not built for it. They don't know how to swim fast. That's not their goal. Wait. Their whole goal, this is my favorite part, is to run away from things. They've evolved <laughs> to avoid bouncing into walls and you getting... bitches. <laughs> that sounds like how bees fly, right? Yeah. Like, bees just, just, trying just to fly by <laughs> proximity and <laughs> float around. Yes. Yeah. You go for it. Because there's so much shit they can get stuck in because they're pathetic. So, like, all that shit that's inside of you, they can, like, they touch it and they're like, I'm stuck. You know, so, like, they evolved to swim away from things. And all sperm are trying to do is swim away from everything. Unfortunately, that includes the egg. And that's why the egg has to grab them and yeah. pull them in. So, in some species, there's the possibility of reproduction without a male, right? You've probably yeah. heard about this. What's Life finds a way. Yeah, is that simpler species have an egg, and the egg, all it's doing is cracking them open, sucking out a little bit of DNA, and getting itself going. Well, some species will get tricked into thinking it got a sperm, and it didn't, but it's like, fuck, good enough, and it just uses its own DNA and just starts producing merrily away, and it works. It doesn't make them messed up, kind of? Who knows? It's a I mean, if you So maybe it's like a broken newt, but how would you know? Because, like... We don't know what newts are doing, like if they're any good at nuding or not. Right. Like, so you can't tell. Here's the thing. Humans do this. If you've heard of ectopic pregnancies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like when you have that. A, Their theory is that what happens is ectopic pregnancies happen when an egg thinks it got a sperm and it got tricked or fooled or the sperm broke or it just wasn't any good. And like a baby tries to grow, but it's just cells reduplicating because our species is too complicated to grow a whole body out of just... Um, but that wasn't that's not even been investigated or understood because literally the scientists who study this still think that sperm are racing toward the egg, even though we have lots of evidence that that's not the case. So, so wait, hold up. what's up with shooting blanks? Shooting blanks is a thing. That, okay, so the sperm, you know, they're trying to avoid running into walls. Mm -hmm. And the reason motility is something useful, it's not about how strong the swimmers are. It's just if they're any good at not fucking running into things. So there might be something with shooting blanks with, like, less sperm coming up. And it might just be that the sperm are stupider and hmm. not able to get close enough to the egg for the egg to Which is it. why that would be related to smoking weed. Yes. Dad. Dad. <laughs> not for uh, yeah, I was like, uh, you got born. <laughs> so all of this has been popularized since the 90s, by the way, by a badass feminist anthropologist who started off as a biologist 
and then like changed majors to anthropology, but then she like started studying narratives of reproduction in different cultures. And she got real interested in the biology of it. And she went back and said, what the whole thing about how sperm and eggs work, that's just a story. That's just a cultural anthropological story. That sure does sound like some feminist propaganda. And then she went back and just saw the same evidence and told the opposite story. And it turned out to fit the data better. And like, in, in reproductive circles who are actually like doing in vitro and stuff like that, they know this is how it works. It's just, it's not getting out into the mainstream education. Because the patriarchy can't handle this. The idea of an active female egg and useless male sperm and the fact that it's the female egg that takes part and does most of the work in the reproductive cycle is just not as cool of a story as that little strong sperm penetrating its ass off. In other words, they're taking the rape out of reproduction and people don't like it. (laughs) Um, so she's written this amazing book called the woman in the body and it's all about all the different like metaphors of reproduction and how they're all designed to basically screw women and take away their power in this whole process and make them feel like that they are passive or at fault for everything that goes wrong yeah yes exactly your fault it's all girls which kind of sounds like maybe it kind of might be yeah, if the egg is like, you know what? I'm making all girls. I'm going to yeah, suck in this. Eggs in charge. That's true. I don't think but there's anything yeah. to do with boys girls here. I think that's it's just probably just like biology. Yeah. yeah. DNA that works. Right. Cool. There's a theory that how the egg makes, makes its selection and whether or not it goes ahead and makes a selection. Cause obviously we can all fuck and not get pregnant and like what's going on there. Is it that the sperm missed or is it the egg was just like, no, thank you to this batch, mm-hmm. you know, that's an interesting thing to study that people aren't studying. So is it like if a woman is, what is it when you're fertile and you're, uh, ovulating? Yes. So <laughs> it's like, what the and that's not- fuck? The word no. Uh, so is that the time that alien egg ship ship is active? Yes, that's okay. when the egg is ready. So the egg hunting. is yeah hunting. Okay, I like. I'm gonna start calling it hunting season. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to get <laughs> it, but if I ever do, I'm gonna be like, babe, it's, it's hunting season. <laughs> yeah. Put some prey in here yeah. right now. Oh I need to God. fucking We're slay looking some for you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Put some Tight. buffalo. We out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that version so much better than... See, in my mind, every time I think of a sperm fertilizing an egg, I think of the beginning of Look Who's Talking. Right, <laughs> with yeah. like It's like the journey of the sperm yeah. to the egg, and John Travolta's there every time. Yeah, and then, I mean... There's a lot of evidence that the the female, the, what the DNA inside the female egg is a lot more, I mean, obviously it's a 50-50 proportion in the offspring, but they've always struggled to explain through recombination why you're not 25% of each of your grandparents. It's always like kind of mixed up, like you're like 30% of grandpa and dad's side and only 10% of grandma and mom's side. I've never side. thought about that ever. Yeah, and why doesn't it keep dividing evenly? And like there's some evidence that it's maternal like control or like egg control oh like his his dad is a piece of shit right you don't get any of his dna he's a drunk bastard who 
Yorked yeah. out or whatever. I would love to think of it as like Dolly Parton. I don't Parton. want any of his DNA up in here. Right? I don't think it's quite that Dolly Parton sassy. Well. But yeah, it's definitely selective in some sense, and that's why shit skips a generation, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, and then what else was I going to say? Oh, okay. And then there's one more important part of this narrative that changes is like, okay, so up till now, men have been praised for sexual potency and women have been subtly degraded for their wastefulness of their reproductive cycle. Like men just like make billions of sperm and they can spill it wherever they want. And they still got plenty more. No big deal. Mm-hmm. And women have like a couple or 400 eggs and you only like squat out 80 of them and some of them don't even work and it's all bloody and gross right i mean that is because of industrial society praising like mass production and efficiency and stuff like that and it looks like the male process even though we now know that sperm are just bumbling idiots who are very wasteful and if you think about it what's more wasteful a million sperm at a gush or like one egg a month a gush a gush right that's my new that's the scientific term by the way the gush that's one unit of Of jizz jizz yeah yeah it's a gush of jizz that's the collective noun one washcloth full so she's suggesting that like now with just-in-time marketing and global interconnectedness and cooperative markets that like the economic model of the world is more closely related to how women's um eggs interact with sperm like in a just-in-time manner, selecting only the pieces that they need and that are at hand to most efficiently make a baby. In other words, she's saying that like the way women do it more reflects the world than the way that men do it and that we can take power from that because men have been doing it the other way since the Industrial Revolution, which is when science got smart enough to describe this whole process in the first place. So that's like a, a note of hope for those of you who believe that the large metaphors actually control our world. Wow. The end. And that's Damn. how babies are made. I had no idea. I highly recommend everybody reading. Hold on, I'm just going to get it off of Amazon here. The Women, the Women in the Body, A Cultural Analysis of Reproduction by Emily Martin. It sounds like super dry and academic, but it's actually like super well written and it's like one of those great feminist books that makes you realize that, like, the patriarchy has been lying to us for centuries. There's also a booty on the cover. Yeah. Is there? There's kind of uh, a... It's a silhouette of a pregnant lady. Yeah. You can see her Does booty. she have a big it's, ass, though? Well, Mom and she's got, like, a white ass. It's so not really... No, she, it's, 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 it's beautiful. A, it's gorgeous. It's a woman's it, body. Yeah. Same bigger. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Let her have it. Cover girl. Well, she's literally in the shade. Maybe she's born in a Mm-hmm. Are you going to teach your kids that way? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I already did last week when I right. found this out. I was like, girls gather Guess around. what? The Time for a like, lesson. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about right now. Well, we don't get into how the sperm gets in there. Yeah. Not yet. That's what third grade is for, right? Exactly. Oh, mine was first grade on the bus where I was like, do you know what this is? And put her finger in between her other hand that had made a hole. And I was like, um, no. Oh, that's so much better than I thought. I'm glad you didn't know. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) The drama of it all. (laughs) She took her finger and then... Yeah, don't talk about it. I don't think it's legal to talk about it. <laughs> oh, 
Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was, that was my story for the week. I love that. I hope everybody's I do too. comforted by it. I am. I feel, yeah, hunting season. I'm in. I'm three days late, so I'm freaking hey, out a little bit. But, yeah, you know, I mean, we're you gonna could. We're going to figure it out. It's going to be fine. Sometimes I mean, you go hunting, and you don't want to go You hunting. didn't know you were going You hunting. didn't even know. You didn't even know. You know, sometimes it's catch and release, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> God damn. Catch and release. Oof. Sorry, that was... No, I'm just going to start Have you ever had, like, a really chunky period, though, and been like, was I pregnant? I... This is probably oversharing, but that's what I do on podcasts. I've legit had a miscarriage, and that is, like, what it feels like and what it looks like, where it hurts, like, crazy. Yeah? Yeah. So I did have a catch and release, and I'm going to refer to it as that. (laughs) It's a lot more pleasant. It is. I have a catch and release. See, again, miscarriage makes it sound like it's your fault. Catch and release makes it sound like, oh, you (gasps) dealt with it the right way. That was not a keeper. Oh, my God. Yes. It does. The patriarchy miscarriage. I didn't, well, I did drink a lot when I found out. (laughs) Well. That is what you're supposed to do. I don't think that that's what that does. I mean, it gives... You have to, like, actually get a, a fetus going to have fetal alcohol syndrome. That's the only thing alcohol's going to do, right? Uh, I don't know. Um, Neither of us have gotten that far. Otherwise, yeah. then ancient people would be performing abortions by getting women drunk, which sounds awesome, but I don't think it's that effective at that. Well, I don't know. I've heard that it can be effective, and my personal experience is that, <laughs> that it was. <laughs> it might be. We don't There's know only one way to find out. That's right. More women performing scientific studies without the patriarchy clouding yes. their vision. When you are six weeks in and you just peed on that sick, go ahead and start drinking, honey, and then mm-hmm. see what happens. Oh, you were suggesting we just what? get pregnant and drunk. Yeah. Sorry, I was eating cheese off oh, my... Oh, That's like what you I was were doing. Your head no! Like, <laughs> no! Hey, you know I was what? don't drink and no have babies. I was <laughs> eating cheese. Ones. I'm sorry. I was about to say, like, I think I might... Whitney have Hills. like you know the second because usually they come in packs of two, the right? Ch- what are we talking about? Pregnancy test. Pregnancy? No, oh. cheese. Hopefully, comes oh, you in might more have one extra. Two. Yeah, that would be fun. I got an extra from a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I would do that. Should we all go out and take a pregnancy test? <laughs> the next time Let's now. just yeah. yeah. Okay, just to double check. I'm gonna probably come back negative. I don't want to like disappoint anybody. Well, I still have my fingers crossed. Karina, thank you. Should have been your legs. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh my Spread it wide, Lisa. You go for it. I don't. Oh, Jesus. Next story. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to do it. It's fine. Tell your story is punishment. Is it my turn now? Yes. I, okay. So, my story is the 2013 New York divorce torture pilot. Nope. The 20... Did you just say words? Pilot. I said pilot. 21 pilot? Yeah. Yes. 23... Like, a, like a, they were going to start a TV series about this? I mean, it sounds like they could. Mm-hmm. So, 2013 New York divorce torture plot. And it's about a group of rabbis in an Orthodox Jewish community. So... At birth. That's also what I keep doing off mic is burping. Um, I'm going to insert burp sound effects. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, in Orthodox Judaism, a man can divorce his wife for whatever reason he wants. And 
what he does is he gets a thing called a get, G-E-T. And uh, pretty much every time a guy does this, the wife is kind of forced to sign because she is supposed to be subservient to her husband. So for a man to get a divorce, it's super easy. For a woman, it's way different. So... It's like Henry VIII again. Yeah. So... For a woman to get a divorce from her husband in the Orthodox Jewish religion, uh, and keep in mind that a whole bunch of this is still um, arranged marriages, they definitely still are way into that. So she must go to a thing called a Beth Den, which is a court of rabbis. A Beth Den? Yeah, a Beth Den. That's fucking fine. Yeah. That sounds feminist, but it's it definitely not. It's not. Yeah. It's a court of rabbis, and she has to be able to show physical harm at the time. So she can either show them, like, a big bruise or something, like she's had the shit beaten out of her. Or she needs to be able to prove that her husband has some type of severe character defect. Like a murderer? No, like he's, you know, maybe he hasn't had a job for a really long time and he won't get a job and he's a lazy bum. Okay, so it doesn't have to be like an extreme. It kind of does because oh. she has to convince the entire rabbi court that he's an asshole and he isn't trying to like better their lives. And the man is supposed to be taking care of the family. The woman can't work. Like she is the home caretaker and Home takes care engineer. of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's her job. So she has to do all this stuff to obtain a get. And when she does, she has to convince her husband to then give her her own divorce. She can't go to him and be like, hey, the Bethden said... I'm sorry, every time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really funny. It sounds so Handmaid's Tale. It is. It's very. Okay. She's like, okay, the rabbis agree. Now you have to give me this piece of paper and say that you're cool with it, and then I can sign it, and then you are the one who still, like... Does this even hold up in a court of law? No. So the thing about like, Orthodox Jewish communities is, like, it's kind of almost like uh, Amish. Like, they have their own... They're super insulated. They have their own police force that they employ, and they do everything on their own as, like, a community. And so... Yes! It's... That's that's a thing. Yeah, it's it's very mafia-like. So, it's really hard for women to get divorces obviously even if their husbands are beating the shit out of them if they leave without getting a get uh they're ostracized from the community like this one woman was like i love my husband and people would walk across the street to avoid passing by me and like none of her friends would talk to her it was a whole thing yeah so they get shunned so there's this rabbi and his name is Rabbi Mendel Epstein. And 
he sees this kind of gray area in like Orthodox Jewish law where they are like, okay, so if a man will not allow a get for his wife mm -hmm. and the rabbi court agrees, they'll start to shun the man as long as the woman hasn't already left him. Right. So they'll start to shun the man. If the man doesn't agree, they say that they can use physical force in extreme cases. And so Rabbi Mendel Epstein is like, I'm here for the ladies. Uh, I think that it should be kind of more equal. So in 1989, Epstein writes a book called A Woman's Guide to the Get Process. And this is one of the quotes from his book. It's, People often divorce casually for mere incompatibility, immaturity, or absorption with their careers or lusts. But it's not true in the religious world. In over 30 years of counseling, I've never met a pious couple that divorced due to incompatibility alone. When people divorce, it's because one spouse is abusive and the healthy one feels endangered physically and emotionally. So it's kind of super progressive, for sure. Orthodox Jews. Okay. So for 30 years, everyone goes to Epstein to get their gets. And he facilitates over 2,000 divorce cases. So is he more like lenient and even uh, a lot calling something a get? Yeah. Okay, good. Because if he wasn't doing that, I'd be like calling BS on that. Yeah, okay. so he's a, he's, yeah, he's just a lawyer pretty okay. much, but in Orthodox Jewish court. So... Okay, so everyone's okay. going to Epstein. So everyone's going to Epstein. He oversees like 2,000 divorces and he starts to get this reputation. Mm -hmm. And is he, it a bad reputation? It's like, I you mean, it depends men. on who it is. Yeah, right. the do a lot of guys hate him. Uh, people you have, like, start. A yarmulke? I don't know. I to have a leather yarmulke. He I'm might like, have. I'm a bad boy. He I'm was a bad boy. All leather? No. They're cloth. Yeah, I think yeah. they're cloth. Okay, wow. I think somehow my question was more offensive. It, I think it um, was. It just feels like for durability and wear. <laughs> if you have to put it on every day, leather would mm -hmm. be a good choice. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, it's, it it's would be... kosher, so you couldn't get pig skin. But leather is... But I almost said beef. But I guess it is technically. Yes, it's right? like it's outer beef. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Outer beef. <laughs> that just sounds like hanging down pussy lips. I already said hang. <laughs> oh. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's just come back to the story and not ever say hanging down pussy lips again. Yeah. Because that's not my favorite thing. I'm really sorry. It's so that good. clearly upset you. No, I'm very sorry. It's actually really Labia funny. Labia come in all shapes and sizes. It's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even hanging down. Yes. Hanging okay. Down. So speaking of genitals, okay. uh, <laughs> Rabbi Epstein People start calling him the prod father, P-R-O-D, and it's because his favorite method of coercion is 
cattle prodding dudes in the dick and balls. Oh, that is some fetish ass shit. And yeah, he knows it too. Yeah. yeah. He found more than one loophole. Yeah, there. this is 2010 or 2013. When, when is this? Well, this is, so it's been going on since uh, 80s, 90s. Yeah, so, but people aren't reporting it because it's the Orthodox Jewish, Jewish community, and Epstein is like their golden boy. Like, he's super respected rabbi, and nobody wants to report it because he's big stitches time. Stitches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The prod father. Or prods. Or, yeah, it's snitches get prods. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Tattlers get cattlers? I yeah, I like that. I was working on it for a minute. Yeah. So he's doing so many jobs that he makes his own group of men and other rabbis who help him out. And, you know, it's kind of like a gang. People would call it a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so what yes. their process is, is that they uh, kidnap the husband in question. Love it. Put around, put a bag around their head, and take them somewhere else. Usually, it was another rabbi's house. His name was David Wax, and there they would intimidate them if necessary. Love it. Torture them. Love it. Beat them with bats. Pour acid on them. Love it. Break okay. their bones. Okay. Stun guns. Like they went for it. How did they know they were right? I don't know. I mean, maybe oh, Epstein was advocate. like uh, an Orthodox women. woman wouldn't just come to okay. a rabbi. I mean, and this is in my opinion, but like marriage is so sacred to them. Getting a divorce would probably already label you somewhat of a pariah anyways. Yeah. So true. I yeah. think a woman coming to a rabbi and being like, look, for real, this is really bad. I'd okay. rather be a pariah. Yeah, I'd rather get a legal divorce and people yeah. kind of hate me than get separated and people shun me and kick me out of my community. Okay. That's that what I think. Yeah. So, it's the mid-90s and things keep escalating. There are husbands attacked pretty regularly. And uh, eventually people get real, real pissed. So, in 1996, another rabbi, Abraham Rubin, reports that the gang kidnapped him, stun-gunned his genitals, and tells it to the cops and ends up dropping the case. 1998, someone else comes out, says he was beaten up, his jaw, leg, and... No, there's nothing else. That's enough. (laughs) We're broken. Back in 1992, but it's this other guy who came out and said it that made him feel like he should come out and say what happened to him. Later in 98, Newsday hears these stories of the men who have been threatened. So this was like an orthodox Me Too movement. Yeah, a little. Only but for assholes. The other people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was like the... Yeah, it was for the, the pieces of shit. Yeah, so... Which is kind of, never mind. Newsday interviews the pieces of shit, and the DA in Brooklyn or New York or wherever DAs are. Uh, everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he says he's going to look into it and then decides to drop it also. Oh, my God. So it just keeps getting dropped. In 2009, they, 
I'm going to skip that. There's like a bunch of people, just stories of guys getting lured to different things and getting the shit kicked out of them. So this is like a Me Too movement that I'm for. Yes. Like, you know yes. what I mean? Right? Yes. More people saying Me Too. That feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into these guys getting the shit kicked out. Yeah. yeah. How many did we get? So there were quite a few. Mm-hmm. But the big one was in 2010, this guy from Israel, who lives in Israel, is baited to come to New York City to the home of Rabbi Wax. They say that he's going to be transcribing religious texts, and he's promised a job. So he gets there. They beat the shit out of him. They bring out a body bag, and they're like, you need to get used to the size of this because we're going to bury you alive in it. And uh, he ends up giving his wife the divorce, obviously. But, like, that crossed the line majorly. So, what? That crossed the well, line? Well, because it crossed, like, international, international lines. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that body bag threat like is that, honestly like kind of lame. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, been there, seen it. But, like, it I feel like threat. if he reported that, it could potentially start so, a war between. Oh, sorry. Well, no, not oh a war, but it's he like does. Of, well, because the thing is, New York, the parts of New York with the Orthodox Jewish community, they there's don't like count. A, there's like an unspoken, <laughs> like, we don't fuck with their yeah. business. Yeah. And they like bring tourism and culture or whatever they do. So I think Israel obviously doesn't have this precious feeling about Jews. They've got all of them and all kinds. So they don't have, like, these agreements with the Orthodox community that, like, your laws are more important than ours. And so there's less, like, weirdness about going to the cops and getting shit done from the government. Because obviously it didn't work in New York for that reason. There's, like, an unwillingness to go in there. So in 2010, Rabbi Wax and his wife are arrested for kidnapping the Israeli guy. That wasn't the main dude. That was the dude where they were... His house was the place they would go to. Mm -hmm. So Wax agrees to testify as a government witness against Epstein, who he said was the head of the operation. Of course. Uh, So that whole thing makes the feds finally get involved. So in 2013... A brother and a sister, a.k.a. FBI agents. Oh. Oh, wow. Con- I thought you were going to say a.k.a. husband and wife. No. Whitney, no. No, no, no. <laughs> a brother and a sister, FBI agents, contact the Epstein team saying that they need help obtaining a get from this woman. Her name is Leah. From this woman's husband who is stowed away in South South America and refusing to grant her a divorce. And Epstein, by this point, it's been like 20 some odd years. And he's like, yeah, we can do it for you. You have to pay me 10 grand. Or no, you have to pay the court of their Jewish court 10 grand. And then... The Beth Den. The Beth Den, maybe. It didn't say that specifically, but I assume, right? Uh, they have to pay them $10,000, and then he'd need an additional fifty dollars to $60,000 for the tough guys he needed to get the job done. And so all of this is being recorded. 
And they're like, yeah, okay. So they devise a plan to lure the husband to New Jersey where the rabbi says, quote, they'd be kidnapping the guy for a couple hours, beat him up, torture him, and then get him to give the get. And he goes on to say, if a cattle prod can get a bull that weighs five tons to move, you put it in certain parts of the body, and in one minute, the guy will know. So, right. prod man. Man, someone That's needs to such show... A I know they don't. I, they probably don't watch movies, but someone needs to show them the movies where the bad guy reveals the plot, and then everybody... All out there. <laughs> yeah. So, a couple months later, they meet the brother and sister FBI agents. Meet Epstein, give him a $20,000 down payment to seal the deal. Uh, and that the husband is flying from South America to take a look at this warehouse property. So Epstein has all his guys in this warehouse waiting for the husband to show up. And at that, that night, around 8 o'clock, all the dudes hear this noise at the door. And it's actually the FBI. And they bust in. They find knives, like a bunch of bags, torture devices, all this shit. And six of the eight guys that were in the house end up pleading guilty, like instantly, <laughs> to traveling in interstate commerce to commit extortion. Because it was, I guess, from New York to New Jersey also. Okay. Uh, yeah, they set this thing up to mm -hmm. like, be able to yeah, laws. Yeah, a whole bunch of different stuff. So they have tapes, obviously, of them talking to Epstein. And the U.S. Attorney's Office deems the rabbi gang an actual gang and compares it to the mafia and the Crips and the Bloods. Sure. Damn. Yeah. And so... In April of 2015, Rabbi Mendel Epstein is convicted of conspiracy to commit kidnapping. And at his sentencing, he says, Over the years, I guess I got caught up in my tough guy image. Truthfully, it helped me, the reputation, convince many of these reprobates to do the right thing. And He's not wrong. No, it's kind of like a Robin Hood-ish thing. Yeah. Like, kind of. That went wrong. Or he just he got a big wrong. head. Yeah, he probably just got he, routine, 20 years of business. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets sentenced to 10 years in prison. And that was in 2015. So now he's about 71 years old. And he has seven years left. And he appealed last year to get let out. But they upheld his original sentence. Did any of the wives who... You know, he obtained divorces for I wonder if they were at the sentencing hearing. Because that seems like it. it's sort of a mitigating... I can understand being convicted because, you know, he did it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... Having some kind of witness He's old and he was a... doing it purely for the motive. Well, not purely. No, he was know, getting paid, like, $60,000. Right. I forgot about that part where he was <laughs> yeah. making a pretty good living that But way. he started out with good intentions. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, there's not a whole bunch of dudes back in the 80s advocating for Orthodox Jewish women. No. So, yeah, I absolutely. A, I have a friend in California. He's, like, reformed 
Jewish, not even close to Orthodox, but he goes on these long Twitter rants about how they're like the worst. And it's insane that we tolerate them at all in our legal system because like the shit they get up to in their community is so wrong or whatever. And I wouldn't be able to say all those things because not Jewish, but he goes off with like, he's got receipts. He's like one of those people like left. He didn't leave because he was never raised Orthodox, but like one of those like ex-Scientologists who has all the receipts and all the mm-hmm. Scientologists are doing. It's fascinating stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Like how set apart that community is and how like, I don't know, different their cultures and traditions and laws are from the rest of our society and how that leads to stuff like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Gang of rabbis, man. Mm. What's that mm. band? When is that pl- band playing again? Gang of Rabbis? Gang of Rabbis. They're opening for Modest Yahoo. Well, speaking of Modest Yahoo, I'm just kidding. There's no segue <laughs> to this. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I haven't thought about Modest Yahoo in a long time. Didn't he, like, stop? Yeah, he being left Orthodox? the rab- He, I don't think he's a rabbi anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's... He was Orthodox, and I'm looking at that. Yeah, um... Yeah, I haven't thought about Modest Yahoo since the last time I went to Disneyland. Oh, what? Lisa, okay. Let's talk about this. Good segue. Is, is that Modest Yahoo? Yeah. He's fucking hot. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see. He's stupid hot. Yeah, what he is that? He's kind of oh. like a... Why is he hot? He's real short, like Adam Sandberg right? with um, good cheeks. Yeah, anyway, somewhere in here it's going to say that he... Well, he's vegan, so there you go. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's where those cheekbones come from. Yeah, that sickly look. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, just kidding. He's no longer I Hasidic, guess go, go which is a whole other. There's Hasidic, is like a whole other thing. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't there's know. There's Orthodox, it. and then there's Hasidic. Yeah, I don't know the. And details. then there's just regular. Yeah, and then there's like caffeine free. <laughs> caffeine free. And then there's vegan. And then there's vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So speaking I'm of vegan. Get another drink sorry go on (laughs) okay um so have you guys Uh, sure you guys have uh thank you you guys have been to california to california just all of it yeah yeah i lived there you lived there where did you live santa cruz okay with lulu although we didn't know at the time that's weird Mm -hmm. huh um so have you ever been to disneyland yes how many times twice what was your favorite ride? Space Mountain. Yeah! Okay. What was your second favorite ride? Splash Mountain. What was your third favorite ride? Uh, you forgot the name of Thunder Mountain, didn't you? Yeah, I was trying <laughs> real hard. Um, what would you say your fourth favorite ride is? Okay, everything except It's a Small World. Are you trying to get me on It's a Small World? No, I'm not, actually. Mr. Um, Toad's Wild Ride is pretty awesome. It is. Uh, is it? Is that in Disneyland? Wait... Or is it might just, just I've been to both. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to both. It's yeah. not a very, uh, yeah, very I know. Land's the California one. Yeah. Have you ever been? No, I've only been to World. Okay. Florida. So, both Disney parks, just so for a background, um, when I was three years old, we went on a trip to Disney World from McDonald's. So, 
you can dreams can come true. How cool is that? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite stories. I don't really remember it, but uh, my parents have told me that it was from the Monopoly game. So get out there and buy those. That's dedication because it's hard to play the Monopoly game. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I oh that's okay. Future episode. Yeah, ask me how many teeny beanie babies we have. It's a nightmare. How um, many do you have? So many. Okay. So one. <laughs> so we went there when I was three, six, nine, twelve. When I was fifteen, we went to Disneyland. When I was seventeen, we went to Disney World. And then when I was nineteen, I went on to Disney World on my own with my boyfriend at the time. And then when I was twenty-six, I flew out to California and went to Disneyland. So it's the last time I went to a Disney park. That's a whole lot of times. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm a little bit of a Disney file. I'm not like I want my wedding there, but I'm I'm like I want to go back soon. <laughs> okay. Even though I'm. Do you buy stuff with Minnie Mouse on it? No. Okay, good. No, no, no. Just no. checking. You're not about the merch. You're about the happiest place on earth. Yeah, I'm about the experience that the Disney parks provide. It is magical. <laughs> it's Can we really get sponsored great. by them, do you think? Probably not. Probably I not. This story. I really enjoyed Legoland. Can we get sponsored by them? Oh, yeah. My boyfriend would love that. Um, Schlitterbahn, come at us. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's be real. <laughs> so... So Disneyland has been around since 1955, 54, um, and it's been rocking and rolling, having some good times. They ha- used to have a lot of parties there, um, like grad night parties. Okay. Um, at one point in uh, 1964, they hosted a uh, party for the Long Beach Elks and their guests um, in May of 1964. That sounds already very... 64? Creepy, right? Very creepy. Very 64, very creepy. Okay, Elks Lodge, back when it was something that Mm -hmm. mattered. So, um, at the time, uh, one of the Long Beach Elks, a 15-year-old Mark Maples of Long Beach, California. Mm 15-year-old? I think that was like all old dudes. Well, they're old now, but like it used to be like everybody joined the BPOE. Yeah, it was the what? Yeah, the benevolent fraternal order order of the Elks. <gasps> Gross. Mm-hmm. So when you yeah. see a BPOE of a building, it's the Elks. So it's lunch. like a frat you can join yeah. early. Yeah, without any book learning. You join early that. and you stay late. Mm-hmm. Well, Mark Maples did not stay late. Um, so Mark Maples is there with the Long Beach Elks and their guests. 1964, May, Disneyland. Um he had been arguing with a girl about their relationship that night. This is, there are multiple versions of this story. I pieced together what I could. So he had been arguing with a girl about their relationship, um, but trying to enjoy his day at Disneyland, right? As a 15-year-old, that that checks. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. He's very conflicted. Um, So then, at at some point, he... um, they were riding rides, they went on the tea cups, and like he waved to his friends, and everything's going great. Goofy. Yeah, Goofy was definitely yeah. there. Oh, Goofy. Um, then he gets on the Matterhorn. <gasps> oh, yeah! That is great my ride. fourth favorite ride. There's yes. yodeling on that ride, right? It's also a mountain. Maybe. I have no There's, idea. There was definitely a Yeti. Yeah, there was they a changed the Yeti Fun. recently. Is it better? The Yeti. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, cool. To oh, something yeah. more PC. Yeah. So so the Matterhorn actually... This it's is, an abominable person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Please. Yes. Oh, God. I was about to name names. I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> we all know several. 
Yeah. Um, so, so the Matterhorn actually came out of uh, when they were excavating for Sleeping Beauty's castle. They were just dumping dirt in this area. So there was just this mound of dirt that they it became a hill, and Disney, Walt Disney, called it Holiday Hill. And then he was he went to Switzerland to film a movie, and he was very fascinated by the Matterhorn mm-hmm. and by the idea of having a ride where actual snow was falling. So his oh, idea, cool! This magical idea. I know that Disney's got some shit, and maybe we'll get into that. I guarantee this is not my last Disney. Yeah, this, this episode's already treading on anti-Semitism. Let's not praise yeah. Disney too hard. Yeah, <laughs> but what a magical idea to have real snow in California. That's a magical idea. Yeah. It's- called the Sierra Nevadas, but sure, I get it. You're saying in the Los Angeles I area. I born and raised in Texas. Yeah, me talk too. About it later. They have ski areas. In your Sierra Nevadas. Near well, Los show Angeles. me... What? Yeah, Whistler's only a two-hour ride. Whatever. Anyway, it's not near Anaheim. I bet it's farther away from Anaheim. That's a little bit farther, yeah. Yeah, thank okay. you. Uh, point proven. Yeah. So he came back, and then they kind of laughed at him. They started calling it Snow Hill. Um... And then it became the Matterhorn with the ride, with the bobsleds and everything. So, Mark Maples, 1964, May, Disneyland. All right. his girlfriend. Gets on, what? Sorry, I just remember, it's Mammoth. Never mind. I got the name of the mountain wrong. It's okay. Cut it. It's fine. I just don't want to be wrong about (laughs) geography. Well, there you are. So, Mark Maples and his girlfriend are on this ride. And they're kind of arguing. And at some point, and there's two different versions of this story at this point. At some point, he unbuttons his seatbelt, or unbuckles his seatbelt. Or, the other version is that his writing partner unbuckled his seatbelt. The girl he was fighting with? Possibly. Either way, his next move, after his seatbelt is unbuckled, is to stand up on the ride while it's moving. 1964. Mm. He stands up. Multiple sources said that he had a sudden urge to stand up, which I'm like, how, the fuck how do they know, know what his how urges are? He's 15. Yeah. He has so many urges. Shit his pants. Yeah. He doesn't even know. We'll get back to that. So he stood up, hit his head, fell out of the cart, mm-hmm. onto the track, fell <laughs> feet away from where he was. And he had a skull fracture and rib fractures, and he was the internal bleeding was so much that he went to the hospital, and he was uh, unresponsive until he died three days later. Oh my God! Being Disneyland's and the Disney theme park's first fatality. Ooh! First of many. <laughs> that is I mean, not I only hope. Yeah. Not inaccurate. So, but right now we're just talking about. What has become the Widowmaker, the Matterhorn. So whoa, anyway, whoa, so, whoa, seriously? The well, ride is the Widowmaker? No, no, no. Okay. No, it's still called the Matterhorn That's by Beebs. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know what the fuck you're talking about, it's the Widowmaker. Because, yeah. so from 1964, Mark Maples, R.I.P. 1984. 20 years later. 20 years later. On a night. Just like that one. <gasps> it was dark and stormy, baby. Um, so, in 1984, um, there was a 48-year-old woman named Dolly, uh, real name Regina, young. Cute. And, um, she was on the Matterhorn. Now, again, this is something where there's multiple stories. 
Her seat, it was found. I mean, how can you pay attention to somebody else when you're, like, on a ride? Yeah. I'm so glad you said that right now. Okay. Because one of the versions of the story is that she unbuckled her seatbelt to get to a child. Oh. That was in her car with her. That doesn't make any sense. Those right. cars are small. They, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're also one-seaters. Or they were. Oh, so, I, yeah! Okay. It was like one. It was like two by one. Or one I was by picturing two. a side by side. Mm-mm. Okay. So it's like a hot dog, not yes. like a hamburger. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. One hundred percent. Yeah. Exactly. Hot dog hamburger. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's two sides of of the track. There's two tracks that run through the Matterhorn. It's very similar to Space Mountain in that way. I think Space mm-hmm. Mountain has like two or three. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's the Tomorrowland side and then the Fantasyland side. This is just me trying to sound smart. But also not at all. Velocity. So then Dolly was riding on the Tomorrowland side. She was alone in the back seat and the child was alone in the front seat. So this is where the story comes that she was getting unbuckled to help this child that was freaking out or whatever. Okay. Okay. Um... Dolly's seatbelt was unfastened. It is unclear whether she unfastened her seatbelt or... A ghost. Or... No. (laughs) We're getting there. Trust, we're getting there. Or if Disneyland was uh, irresponsible. If the seatbelt broke. Or they didn't didn't buckle her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, it, that is very unclear with Dolly. With, with Mark, it's very clear that it was buckled, and then all of a sudden, it was not. So, around, actually, in the very same spot where Mark Maples felt the urge to stand, Dolly stands and is knocked, and she hits her head the same way on the bridge. Uh-huh. She is knocked off of her, out of her bobsled, and instead of falling to the right or left, as Mark did, she falls directly onto the track. And there is a bobsled coming right behind, right behind no. which decapitates Dolly. Oh, shit. What? She is decapitated. How are those bobsleds that sharp? Going, it was going 20 miles an hour. So the wheel. It's also 1984. Like, 20 miles an hour was way faster than <laughs> 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 People now can't get decapitated that by like a 20 a mile an hour bobsled. to those people. Um, but it's not like a real bobsled, right? No. Okay. No. Um, so the spot where she was killed is now called Dolly's Dip by cast members. Cast members are the employees. Right. right. Yeah. So it's Dolly's called Dolly's Dip, Dip which okay. is a little fucked up. Uh, it it's not haunted. It's not Mark's it's, mess so, up. Mark's, Mark's, uh-oh. Um, <laughs> Mark's internal bleeding. <laughs> um, Dip. So, they're, they've interviewed a few people who have worked there and have worked that ride specifically. And this one woman whose name I don't have on me, and I do apologize, ma'am, if you're listening. Um, but she talked about how, so at the end of the day, if you worked a ride, you have to walk the track and see if, like, People lost their keys or sunglasses, and like, yeah. I'm sure. Actually, I know that most theme parks don't do this, but this is why I love Disney because they walk the track. Yeah, make sure there's no like condom they take care of you. Or... Yeah, well, there's never condoms in Disney. 
Um, I bet they find money. That's right. Lots of babies are born at Disney. So many babies are made at Disney World. Oh, gross. <laughs> so this one woman says that when you walk the track, they would almost everyone who has walked the track at the Matterhorn feels like they're being watched, and they've discussed it, and it's talked about, and they they all feel that same feeling. I just got an urge just to cry a little. I don't know. Dolly. Yeah. Mainly just because I'm scared of ghosts. Oh. So this woman would say hi to Dolly while she was walking the track. Would she say? Hello. Sorry, were you going to do it? Do it. (laughs) Oh, no. Hello, Dolly. Well, hello, Dolly. (laughs) I I had to do that musical at some point. Did you? Are you traumatized? Did we just Well, I was something? just, I did the tech for it. Like, I did the stagehand stuff. So oh, my God. I was in the sound cue. I only know the song from the movie Dick, because um, they sing it with the president. I only know it because it's the plug-in that comes for free with WordPress. Um, that's fair. So, what's also weird about the Matterhorn, just in general, story over, pretty much. Um, oh, so nothing happened in 2004? Ah, darn it. That would have been so awesome if it was like a 20-year cycle, like the presidential cycle. Not not reported. Yeah, I don't Mm. think that's another thing is that Disney covers their shit up so fucking much. That's a conspiracy that I definitely want to dig into, but there were so many things when I... Because one of my favorite... This is fucked up, but like one of my favorite things to do is Google Disney incidents. Um... (laughs) Because they keep it so under wraps, like, you wouldn't know. No, they have their own police and court systems. Yeah. They do. And they've been Fucking. sued, and they've only, like, they've only lost lawsuits, like, maybe three times. Maybe three. I think it's closer to two or one. They got more money than it's God. It's insane. Okay, good for them. It's insane. I'll still give them my money, though. Well, yeah. It's entertaining. You don't, like, decide whether or not to do something based on how often the company's been successfully sued. And if you do, it's not, like, because they've not been sued. (laughs) You know, like, I'm not going there. They haven't lost enough lawsuits. I I like to think that there's one person out there who does... Oh, sorry. It's the coffee machine. Oh. Coffee maker, I guess. I think that's our cue. It might be. Shut I do up. want to say one more thing about the matter one, though. No, please do. So I'm not done. There's a there's a break room underneath the Matterhorn where for the cast members, and they have felt different presence there. And then there used to be a basketball court at the very top of the Matterhorn. How cool! Yeah, that was fucking cool to me. R.I.P. Dolly though, and Mark. Yeah. And what happened to the basketball court? Why did they take it away? I have no idea. I didn't look it's into that. Full of I'm bodies now. Only on the deaths that occurred. <laughs> I don't think a death occurred at the basketball court. I mean, once you've made a basketball court, it's not like in the way. I mean, did they build like more matter for him? I'm still asking questions about this, even though you just said you have not I looked have into no it. I have no idea. Clue. It might still be there, but maybe it's like defunct. Like maybe they can't raise it any higher, and regulation is now higher than it is, was. Because in, in the eighties, basketball was well, like 50s, six feet. Oh yeah, or sixty, whatever. The yeah, Matterhorn everybody was two feet tall, and the still, top feet was six pounds an hour. Yeah, it's still a functioning ride, though. Yeah. Yeah, I've ridden it. I've You've ridden it. it. I rode it. I've ridden it. What is there you it? go. All of them. I rode it. You and got. I, I rode. I've ridden it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. not, those are both right. I, and I've ridden it. Ha! Oh, 
I mean, if that's what you're going for. <laughs> that's your incel speak. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> we, should, we should provide uh, an interpretation track. We'll just go and say all these stories again, but like in their language. Play them in reverse so that the women are wrong. <laughs> Every time. And then they'll get it. Yeah, tune in next time when we unwind all these stories to make you feel better. Yeah. Oh, man. I, this, these stories made me want to ride the Matterhorn more. I don't know if that's because I me have a too. wish or because I'm like, meh. Well, I'm thinking, like, thinking about a ride, if it's gonna, if it's about to dip and you're not strapped in, like, you're your body, yeah. also, you would float up, but I think also, in my head, I would try to stand up to balance myself because you're going down so if I were doing that I would I would want to put my feet on the ground and push up and lean back to to naturally just instinctually balance myself backwards so maybe that's why their fucking heads are getting chopped off on the bridge or getting her getting knocked off by the bridge and then getting decapitated. Yeah, here's a question. Have they raised the bridge yet? Or just fucking Seems get like rid of the bridge. So, they changed, to... so after Dolly mm-hmm. was murdered <laughs> horrifically, um, she, uh, they got different restraints in the in the cars. And then the, their press guy was like, yeah, it has nothing to do with that, though. No. It's just time to improve it. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, he's probably right. Like, it's... We oh. believe you. I don't want to get banned from Disney, so please don't do that. Who's in charge, Michael? Is it Michael Eisner? No, yeah. he's been gone right? for a while. He was bad, right? He, he was, was good at first, and he was bad? Yeah, I don't know who the CEO is anymore. It's Tom Hanks. They own, oh. like, the world now, <laughs> so... only. We should know. They do. Disney owns... No, Bob Iger. Is yeah, Bob that's Bob Iger right. seems nice. He's like a... Sure. Does he? Yeah, he looks... He, he's like a... Not Bill Hicks. Is this Bill, just plain based on looks entirely? Bill, yeah, that's okay. all I'm seeing. Well, he looks a little bit like uh, Stephen Hawking from here. Uh, well, hmm. he's got better <laughs> bone structure. Is that allowed to be said? God damn. I say yes. But he looks like Bill Gates a little bit. Like if Bill Gates... Worked out or golfed? If, if Bill Gates... Oh my Stephen god, Hawking. I totally see the Stephen Hawking! Thank you. Anyway, please don't I think it's just because his head is at a He's at a, angle. Yeah. That's why. He's got kind of I big ears. his head was at an angle. Karina? Oh, I, no, I look, brought that's that up. here. Look, I'm going to stop talking about that. Oh, that's him? Yes. He's hot there. He it's, looks like Colin Firth there. He can't be his one person. I'm just going to tell everybody what he looks like. <laughs> I don't want anybody to look up Bob Iger. Just picture whatever Lisa's put into your head. We'll just put a picture on our yeah, socials. Yeah, I mean, think Stephen him. Hawking and then go, oh my god, Colin Firth, and that's him. Yeah. Hmm. That's Please don't ban me from your parts, Bob Iger. It's a lot better than Michael Eisner, who always looked like a fish with a little a bit of hair. A wet potato. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A wet potato. Yeah. He looks like a fat golem. <laughs> He looks like one of those German porcelain dolls, like, that got old somehow. Ugh. Oh, that's fucking <laughs> creepy. Like, it's got teeth, and it's discolored. Yeah, and it shines in Grandma's cabinet. Ugh. Maybe maybe next time I'll talk about all the gropings that have happened at Disney World. 
Oh, um, well, that would God. take more than an hour. Billions? Yeah. Oh, I only know three names. reported incidents. Well, that's because Disney hushed up the other six million. I mean... I'd take the money for a groping. I'm going to grope Aladdin. I'm going to grope them. (laughs) I'll show you. I think that's... You can't grope if I'm groping. Why why are you going after Aladdin? I don't know. He's the shirtless one. He's the hardest to catch. I think he was the hottest when I was a kid. It's because he didn't have a shirt. That's true. He also didn't have... Well, I guess Prince Eric also doesn't have long hair. I think it's the square packs you're... Because he's got, like, square pecs, right? Who? Aladdin. They all do. No, some I, of them have the roundy ones. I agree. I'm partial to Maybe. the dude in Sleeping Beauty. Like, that blonde, tan. Yeah, but isn't he the same as the one in Cinderella? I have or no Snow idea. White? I, I don't like remember the guy in Cinderella, Cinderella at all. He's barely Beauty. in it. Yeah. I just feel like Cinderella, Snow White, and Sleeping Beauty, they're all the same... Yeah, I don't think they redesigned the prince. Isn't it Prince Charming across the board? Yeah, and they also, like, didn't redraw. Well, I'm kind of into that. Like, it's all about the ladies. That's true. He's a serial monogamist, I guess. (laughs) For three (laughs) women. Three dancers. Well, I don't know if you guys... No. No. I don't want to open that can of worms. There's a show called Once Upon a Time. Oh! Oh, I thought it was just called Once. No. Right, it's got the chick from Big Love in it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've watched literally all of it. It You know what? I watched a few episodes of Riverdale, and I could not get into it. Really? Yeah, I think it's because I really did think it was going to be super intense like Sharp Objects was, because y'all were comparing it to it, and I was like, wait, this is... No, so like teen CW. drama. Yeah, exactly. it's very CW. It's, not, it's formerly the WB. Instead of sharp objects, it's like blunt people. Blunt yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or dumb I, people. Well, and I started it when I was doing laundry, and I was like, Betty, Veronica, and Archie. Like they're just casually using these names, and then I was like, Oh shit! I'm so <laughs> one. <laughs> 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 but, right. yeah. Well, tune in next week for our Riverdale podcast. Yeah. We, uh, summarize the crazy plots that we watch in those episodes. For all people know, these have all been Riverdale plots. Oh, 100%. That's true. Yeah, they all plausibly could have been. I want to I wanna see Mark Maples in a Once Upon a Time episode, but they'll never do Once Upon a Time still on? No, I think it... Because I think it's it, that... Yeah. I, I think... Saying. No, but it was like... It up ran and running, like, up until a few months ago. Okay, wow. And I watched all of it. Like a fucking psycho. Well, good job to that show that got made instead of Fables. I'm not better. And, but that's one of those ones that's also, like, NBC or something, so there's, like, a hundred hour-long episodes per season. Yeah, Sorry. it is so many episodes. Yeah. And, and I've watched, I've lost so much of my life to Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Don't. Yeah. No one else wants to think about it's it. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. What did we learn? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Caution. Caution. <laughs> we learned caution. Is it? Or use your best judgment, maybe? No. 
Break stuff. Break stuff. Break stuff. That's true. Yeah. We learned to break stuff. Break stuff because you'll become uh, imprisoned, ripped apart, or blown over by a, a beam. Just break stuff. Break yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm about to break. Just let's edit that in at the outro instead. No? I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Whitney, no, anytime you want to. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm here for you and I'm here for them. I think Thank you. Can you. Use up to 30 seconds before it's illegal. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't really do it though. We'll see. Okay. I mean, it is up to you. Yeah. I get, I get tired. Editor. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. See you guys. Bye. We're Weird Brunch. <laughs>